Welcome to Fintech Founders, the podcast where we sit down and speak with the entrepreneurs changing the financial industry. In each episode, you'll learn about a founder, the company they built, and their vision for the future. My name's Nicholas Beliveau, your host for the show and the head of marketing at Fintech Cadence. Fintech Cadence is a community builder that's developing Canada's fintech leaders of tomorrow. To learn more about what we do, visit fintechcadence.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I have the pleasure of being joined by Jen Legere, the co-founder at Cuber. How's it going, Jen? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So you might have heard of Cuber uh, in the last couple of weeks or months. They've been making a lot of noise in 2020, most recently winning the Desjardins FinTech Challenge. So first place prize, taking home $25,000 <laughs> and uh, moving into Startup and Residence program in 2021. So first off, congrats once again on that accomplishment. Thank you so much. We were really excited to win that one. That was big for us. Yeah, and it was awesome to see your, your, your journey through the competition. It was a difficult top five, it, well, top 30 teams from, from throughout Canada, and then the, the, the dwindle down to the top five, and finally you, you guys took it home. So yeah. uh, it was very exciting to, to see. For those who've not um, heard of Cuber yet, could you give us a, a first introduction into what you guys do? Yeah, absolutely. So we are in the business of helping uh Canadians across the country learn to save money, better manage their money. We really focused on helping people build an emergency fund and also plan ahead for short-term expenses that come up throughout the year. Um, And we use behavioral economics and gamification to really nudge people to change their spending behavior um, and really focus on those short-term goals. So... Yeah, we've gotten, most people come in saving nothing. I mean, 50% of people are living paycheck to paycheck. It's a big, big problem. Um, So people come in saving usually nothing, um, and they get up to saving about $200 a month quite quickly within Cuber. So they're able to, um, they usually start small, and then they start seeing some progress. So we use saving jars in the app, and you can see your saving jar fill up as money moves in. Um, and I think that motivates people once they start seeing that their jars filling up, then they start to figure out like, oh, uh, I could do this and save more money here and just hone in on what, what it is that what they want to do with their money a little bit better. That's awesome. And, and could you, you, you mentioned behavioral economics and, and uh, gamification of, of Cuber. Could you explain and give us a, an example of how you, you guys actually do then how people are now increasing their, their savings from when they did not have an emergency fund before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, okay, let's take an emergency fund as an example. So that could be one of your jars. So most people have about three different goals going on. Um, So, you know, just being able to visualize and see the money going in, see your goal growing, that's part of gamification and behavioral economics, right, is being able to see that you're making progress and easily see that you're making progress. Um, and it really starts like straight away in the app. So you can add a rule to round up a repurchase, which doesn't save a whole lot of money. I mean, it, it may, might add up to like $40 a month or whatever, but what it does is like, it nudges you every time you go make a purchase, like, Oh, 15 cents just went in your jar that you're saving for. So remember that you're saving for this like trip that you want to do, or this, uh, you know, emergency fund that you're trying to build up. Um, 
And then we use um, a lot of nudges. So what we know is that a lot of people kind of make bad decisions with their money. I can tell you I was one of those people. I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, so I used to buy a coffee every day that cost $5. And I never really thought about it. I just like went with the flow and went with my friends and bought my coffee every morning, right? It was just part of my routine. But when you start to realize, like now we tell people, do you realize you're spending $1,200 a year on these coffees where you could have saved that and had some money when, you know, if an emergency comes up or whatever it is. So it's, it's really education. In some cases, like people aren't stupid. They know that they're doing it, but sometimes it's just those little like nudges and reminders like, Oh, make your lunch, make your lunch tonight. So you have it at work tomorrow instead of having to go buy your lunch at work. Um, so that's a lot of the nudges we do. And then we tie a lot of things. We do a lot of contests. Um, so we have, Save to Win, which is one of our big ones. So for every $20 that gets saved into the Cuber Vault, you get a ballot for a draw. And we give away monthly draw. We give $500 a month and $5,000 at the end of the year. Um, and what it does is really, like, if you cash out your money, you lose your ballot. So you're losing that chance of winning money, which people don't like. People don't like to lose things, right? So it really motivates people to keep their money in the vault for longer periods of time instead of taking it out and spending on something. Yeah, no, uh, uh, that's neat. And how, how do you go about uh, your, your customer acquisition? And could you give us a snapshot of where Cuber is at today? Yeah, so we've had about 8,000 downloads in the App Store. Um, a lot of our users to date have come from referrals. So we haven't actually spent a lot of money on marketing. It's been more, uh, we wanted to make sure we had the platform right we did a lot of work on the behavioral nudges in the past year, getting that right. And then we do, um, like our users tell their friends, like when, when we were in the early days, we're like, oh, there must be a party tonight because we'd see like 30 people come on. So we knew it was all like from the same person who was at a party on a Friday night telling their friends about Cuber. Wow, that's um, wild. That, that's, uh, well, that's, that's a great uh, validation that if there, there's that many... You know, if there's one person able to to be a super spreader, so to speak, and get so many people to download it, that must be it's uh, it's fun and interactive, I guess. Yeah, it's it's just our users have been really awesome, have been really supportive. We have users that have been on the platform since the very beginning, since we launched, and they're like huge advocates of Cuber, right? They'll, they're still on our social media. They're posting. We've done some features of them lately just to share their stories because we think all of these people have their own kind of stories. And, and it's very interesting to hear like people use Cuber in different ways and, and they've changed their habits in different ways. And, and those stories that our users have is what helps our new users figure out like, you know, oh, I've, I'm in that situation now. And there is hope for me like i can get out of this um, how did so, you come up with the the name cuber i'm curious yeah, that's a good question um so we did er early early days before cuber was even in the app store we did a uh, accelerator program in singapore with united overseas bank uh, like you, you were in singapore or you did it yeah, for we actually went to singapore and and were there for the full I was there for the full program, working with the bank executives at UOB. So we learned a lot about the Asian market at the time. And then, um, you know, the, in Singapore, they're they're really big on saving money. They're really good with their money. So we it was interesting to, to see the differences in culture and and then get some really good feedback 
Um, we had a lot of good advisors, a lot of good mentors that were there that helped us kind of build up the initial product and where it was when we came back from Singapore and launched in Canada. Um, so Cuber is based off, I had gone to a temple while I was in Singapore and found this Hindu god of wealth, which is called Cubera. So, of course, with and like the other co-founder, Venki, is uh, from Asia. And I said, what, what about Cuber? Like, he's Hindu, right? So um, we could cut the A off and put a Q. <laughs> like, yeah, I like it. So we kind of, like, we had tossed a few ideas, but this is, uh, this is the one that stuck. And it was <laughs> Uber. So we're like, people will remember it. It's just add a Q on. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, so I'm curious that the Genesis story then, because I, I didn't know that about uh, the accelerator in Singapore. How, how did you get started? How did you meet your, your co-founder, uh, Venki? Um, yeah, what, what was the, uh, yeah, how, how did it all start? Um, so <laughs> the idea started, so, okay, let me go back to how Venki and I met. So we both worked together at MetaV Blue Cross. Okay. Um, so we overlapped there for a few months and then we actually ended up doing business together later on. I had gone off somewhere else, but we still had done like similar business. And I knew he was interested in um, startups. Like he'd always said that whenever he came, that he was interested in kind of getting a startup going. And, and I had worked at a startup previously and I love the startup environment. I love the energy in a startup. Um, so we were just like every once in a while, we just toss out ideas like, what about this? What about this? And the idea of Cuber came, um, well, actually goes back to my Starbucks story. So I was, you know, going to Starbucks and there's always, I'm sure in any city, there's, you know, homeless people that are in, in front of the Starbucks. It's like, it would be nice if I could buy my coffee and just like virtually get my change, you know, to donate. So mm-hmm. it kind of came more from a donation idea i guess at the very start um and at the time like there was no such thing as fintech this was like way back in early 2016 so the whole idea but we started googling and we're like well what could we do this with our change and what else could we do with change and then we started like really digging into the problems like you know yes we have three jars in cuba in our logo right so one of them is was about donating one of them is about saving and one of them is about investing. So okay. that that's like why we have those three jars. And that was our overall goal. It's like, yeah, people want to do those three things with their money. Um, and and so we, we really focused on, we've always had that charity jar because we want to keep that in as well. Um, but we, we knew like people were really overall struggling with money. I think like it was a big problem then. It's still a big problem now. Um, so that's why we, we really decided like, let's just help people kind of change that behavior and get on track with their money management. And then, and then they can pick and choose their goals as they want. Uh, so that's how, it, that's how Cuber started. And so then you, you went up to Venki and you're like, I have this idea. Uh, you, you guys bounced around ideas. How, when did it become more formalized that you would actually work together? Um, um, well, I remember him telling me like, write it down on paper, take that idea and write it down on paper. Like just get a piece of paper and write it down. So that's what I did. I had it all drawn out like on paper. I can't remember how many pages, maybe like four pages. Here's how it's going to work. Here's going to, who's going to use it. Um, this is going to be big. Everybody's going to want it. <laughs> and, 
And then, uh, yeah, what did we do? I think we, we went and so I, I was still working full time at the time too. We had brought on a couple of students. That's what we did. So while I was still working, we brought on a couple of students and we said, help us validate this. Like, is there something, do we have something, do we have something going on? Right. So we brought some business students on and got them to like interview people on the streets and ask them like, is this, is this a problem? that you're facing and would something like this help you? And what are you using now to manage your money? And I remember we brought in people, like we had an event at night, brought in people and gave them like, I think probably some beer or something, something to get people to come in. And so you, you, pre- you were the precursor of FinTech drinks then in uh, New Brunswick before it was even a thing. <laughs> New Brunswick FinTech drinks. Um, yeah. And just ask people like, what it, what is it about like, personal finance tools that are out there. I knew from my point of view, like what was, wasn't necessarily working for me. Um, But what is it that like, how could, how could we help more? What can we do? What can we add? And that's really like where the first version of Cuber came from was, was talking to all these people and figuring it out. And then, and then, yeah. And then we, we, took a couple of years to launch. Like it took a couple of years to get to that point where we were ready. We raised money. We got money from uh, government organizations, a lot of grants um, that backed us up from New Brunswick. Um, and then we did an accelerator program in Fredericton. I think that was our very first one. Um, this is in which, which year did you do this? That would have been... Um, in 2016, because I left my full-time job in the fall of 2016, and it was right at the launch of that very first accelerator. Okay. Yeah, and that helped us like define our our pitch and you know the business model and 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 that sort of thing. And then. And did you have a product then? Like, did you have anybody helping you on that? Because you, you don't have a tech background, do you? I do. Yeah, I have a computer science degree. Oh, okay. So yeah, there yeah. you go. So you're yeah. the one who's actually building it all out. Um, I've helped. I've I've done probably less. Like I know the from the product side, I can do app development. Okay. But when it comes to like all the AWS and security and all the big pieces that really goes into it, no, we had to hire somebody that was like really specialized in in those pieces. So, um, <laughs> I think it was in 2017 when we brought them on. Okay. And then what's Venki's background? Um, so Venki's got like a really, he, he's just amazing. He's an amazing partner. So he's got a C-level background. He works at a big insurance company, um, which is where we met. And before that, he was at Disney. Um, he was at NBC. So also tech background, but in like C-level position. So he has a good understanding of business um, and what it takes to sell and even marketing, he has a marketing background. Um, so he has a really good mix of skills. And he also worked uh, at a startup company um, that he left, but the company actually ended up doing really well. Um, but he, so he had some experience with startup also, and he's advised a number of startups. So him and I talk almost every day still. And yeah, so really a, a dynamic du- duo for, from the get-go. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you, you, you both could build out the, the vision you had, and you also have the skills within the both of you to, to market it and bring it to market. That's awesome. Yeah, 
we have like very like I mean he he's obviously like very smart with business and and like how will this all tie into the business and make money and of course all the things that a company needs to do where I'm like how are we going to keep all these users happy and how are we going to make this work for the user so we we see things from different point of views but I think it's very like complementary our skills. Yeah. So you, you finished this accelerator program uh, in New Brunswick, and then where, where does that bring you afterwards? Yeah, and then after, so after that one, then we would have went to Singapore that year in 2017. Uh, I think probably like in the middle of 2017, we went there. And that was where we really like honed in on how we're going to sell this. And at the time, our idea was, and I mean, it's still our idea, but we kind of did a little bit of a pivot there for a couple of years. But what we wanted to do was build a white labeled solution, right? A white label platform that we could give to banks. So we never wanted to become a bank. Mm -hmm. We wanted to support banks and give them this platform that would really help people save money. Um, so yeah, we went to UOB and we actually went through this whole long RFP process with UOB. Like we got really into the the nitty gritty details of like what it's going to take to sell it to a bank because we were actually like one of the close contenders to get this, but we didn't have a product at the time, which is what kind of, it's unfortunate we were a little bit too early, but we learned a lot from that process. Um, about all the compliance that we had to go through, all of the different things, right? So, um, so we were there. We got we had a lot of learnings, a lot of feedback. We still had like I had a mentor just in gamification that was there that gave me like a whole university, like all her courses, everything, all her notes, and she just said like study this and ask me if you have questions, and I went through it all, and it was very helpful. Um, so when we were there, what we decided was we, we had a decision, right? Do we stay here and try to do something here or do we go back to Canada and get something going there and then see where we can go after Canada, right? Of course, we still want to do some more than just Canada, right? So we understood like the market really well here. We knew it was a big problem here. So we said, let's just go back. We have ties with the universities there. We have connections with the government. Let's go back and get something going here first. So that's what we did. Okay, so you come back, I guess, end 2017, early 2018? Yeah, and in the meantime, we'd had people going. So we launched our first, uh, the first, like, app in the App Store in 2018. So while we were doing Singapore, we still had folks back here that were working on the platform and, and getting that going, the initial versions. So, yeah, we came back and really, like, focused for, it was probably about six months from the time we came back to the time we launched, got that platform out um, into the app store. We had, we had also won a competition, um, a local, it was a New Brunswick competition for startups. And um, so they had a piece of the competition was for like people's choice award. So everybody mm -hmm. could kind of pitched their product and then all the viewers and it was with CBC Okay. So this, it was like, on, it was actually on like on the CBC television. Um, and so users could go in and vote for their favorite app or f favorite business idea. They weren't all apps. So we won that competition, which me meant that we had a lot of users that knew about Cuba at that point and were waiting. So it was really timed well with our launch. Oh, awesome. 
Okay, so then they, they all they all downloaded it, um, and then because you also onboarded um, businesses, right? Could you tell us a, about that a bit? Yeah, so that that actually came in later. So that only came this year. Okay. Um, as far as what we're doing with the um, while well, we're working with social sector and employers. Um, so what we realized was a couple of things. So we launched B2C because we realized we need to get metrics and prove out that, that, you know, this works and people will save money. So we launched that in 2018 and then really like tailored the software and, um, um, Sorry, my notification. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's the, the, the joy of doing a, a podcast, uh, <laughs> remotely. <laughs> so, yeah. So then we focused the rest of the year on like improving onboarding and, and really like working with universities to test out new theories of behavioral economics. That was, that was our 2018, 2019 was really like getting that in place um, and talking to banks and figuring out more, like, how can we help you? What do you want? Um, and then 2019, late 2019, 2020, we said, okay, um, especially with COVID, we saw like emergency funds, everybody's talking about it. Employers are now trying to figure out how can we help all these people that are struggling with money, social sectors doing the same thing and trying to figure out how, how can they help their clients who are struggling with money. Um, so we had this platform in place. We already had these kind of match-based saving challenges that we were offering. So when, uh, when somebody saves a certain amount of money, they win 2% incentives. It's like 2% interest acceptance. It's just, we, Say it a different way, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, so because we had all that platform in place and we were always really smart about making it configurable. So now, you know, we can go out to businesses and say, hey, you can offer your employees this match-based savings program. So help your employees build an emergency fund. Um, and here's kind of like the, the constructs you have to work in for your saving challenge. But there's lots of different options you can pick and we can roll it out in a week. So it's very easy. We need your logo. We need you to tell us, like, how do you want this challenge to work? How much money do you want to match? Um, how long do you want it to be? And then we can we can add these people and get them going. And it's a great benefit for for employees, especially nowadays. Um, yeah. So we so the first uh, company we worked with in the social sector was Momentum, who's in Calgary, and we did a pilot project with them. And so they're working with low-income individuals in Calgary. Okay. Um, and they offer they were offering a match-based savings program anyway, but it was all kind of manual. So people will have to come in and show like bank statements and say, here's how much I saved. And then they'd give them money. Whereas, and we worked with a, a few other social sectors who are essentially doing the same sort of pro programs and then they're cutting them checks and it's like a lot of manual effort, right? So um, we can easily come in and say, here's this platform. Um, onboard users, which is, is also works well for us, right? So we're getting more users and various types of users now that we can learn from. Um, and then, so we did that pilot project with Momentum. And I think like one of the keys that came out of it was that we checked after six months. So after the incentives were gone, it was, it was like a short project that we did with them. But after there were no more incentives and they were moved onto the Cuba platform and then, you know, they went from getting like, I can't remember now, I think they were given $50 maybe for saving like 150, whatever it was anyway, it was quite a large amount of money. 
But we went back in and 80% of them were still saving with Uber after. So, I mean, that's incredible, right? That, that it actually like helped us prove that, okay, not only is this working for people with money in the middle income bracket that have, that are just like making bad choices, but it's also working for people in the lower income that, that also like need that help just to build the habit of saving and, and, you know, yeah. learn habit, right? Well, I, I, I really believe having an emergency fund uh, is one of the like most important steps a- after paying off debt or in tandem to paying off debt. Building that up uh, puts you in such a better position to to to, to build off of. Um, what, what's Cuber's plan to be able to to bring this to to the masses and and grow uh, even more? I'm curious now that you know you're on this platform, you have such a such a track record um what, what's what's coming next for cuber yeah so next so another piece of this now is that well i should say we we survey our users a lot so within the app we offer a lot of surveys because we want to collect that data figure out what what are our users looking for like how can we help them more um and usually we we make it into a contest, right? So complete the survey and you get a chance to win a prize. And we get a lot of really good feedback from our surveys. So one of the things that people are looking for is like, what next? So what, what can I now do with my money? So I have this emergency fund build up. So what's, what's the next step for me? Um, so what we're looking to do, and we have a few pilots underway with different financial institutions planned for 2021. Um, but it's really like, so now we have this data and we can detect when a user is ready to get help. We'll also have like the raise your hand, hey, I need help. But we'll also prompt our users, hey, like, are you interested in speaking to an advisor because you have this, this and this criteria met and it looks like you need may need some help or to de- determine the best next step. Um, so we'll match. We're doing some pilots on how we can match to an advisor, bring that help to them. I'd love to have the help like right in the app where they can text and ask a question to an advisor. Um, and then of course, like bringing in other products too. So are you looking for a loan? A lot of people have said that they're saving with Cuber to pay off their loan. So what mm-hmm. would it be awesome if they, if we could, you know, take that step away where they have to cash out the money that they've saved and move it to their loan. Like just if we could have low interest loans within the product and just use the platform to fund, like put the money on into that loan directly, that'd be great. And of course, other, you know, our third jar with the investment products. Um, I think it would just be awesome to be able to go in and say, see like, okay, I want to move like a hundred bucks to my RESP, which I'm doing, you know, by the way, but then I have to go cash out my jar at the end of the year and put it on my RESP, which is somewhere else. So, we could have this kind of like all in one app that had all of these different financial goals in it. I think that'd be great. Okay. So really the full financial picture from donation to saving to investing. Exactly. Um, and of course, like what we still want to work with banks. We still want to help like with this whole Desjardins competition. I'm so excited to get into the, the startup and residence program and really hone in like, I understand, you know, what their business problems are that they're trying to solve. It's just like figuring out like what's the best way to solve that with Desjardins. I'm, I'm so excited to to get in there and, yeah, and it's, see what we can do together. It's going to be really cool. I'm excited to to, to follow along and and um, see what happens. Yeah. Um, 
So you've what I find really impressive. You've done tons of uh, programs. The the one in New Brunswick, Singapore, uh, IFH, yeah, the the, the <laughs> IFH. The, the now this Desjardins competition. You're going into Starp in residence, and I'm sure you've done others that we're we're probably forgetting. Um, <laughs> you probably learned a ton through all all of this and other founders listening uh, could probably get some gems out of your experience. Could you share maybe some of the, the top, the top three learnings you've gotten um, over the past five years of working on Cuber? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, so let's, let's go back to like when we launched our product, I think if we would do that over again, we would have cut out, some of the features that we thought like we had to launch with. Right. So we launched with like really like probably I wouldn't say a Cadillac, but maybe like a minivan or whatever, where we could have done like, you know, a sedan or something. Okay. So I think, I was think that, that was that because you're, you're a tech person and you, you, right. you like features and gamification. So you, you, you infused your, yourself and into the, the product a bit. Yeah. You just get too excited and feel like, you know, Sure. And and I think like, so looking back, um, we launched with the jars, of course, we needed to have the goals and the way to move money, but we also connected in the transactions and with the transactions came like matching to merchants and all of that stuff where it's like, okay, we want to know specifically that you shopped at Sobeys so we can tell you, you should spend less at Sobeys next month because you're spending, you know, more than the average person or whatever it is that we could have probably cut out and added it in later. Right. So it was like, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's what's your minimum product that you need to launch with at the time. There really wasn't much just as far as like helping people save for their goals. So we could have done it just, you know, easier and then, and then increment incrementally added features. So over time, We've become become much more agile. Okay, so um, be be lean from the get go. Don't focus too much on your on your product and and just go more uh, to to get uh, uh, users quickly. Exactly, and the other thing that we didn't do that I think that we could have done is focus maybe a little bit more on our website and getting people to sign up, even if it was beta. So I tell people that now that I know who are working on startups, you know, like start start posting your idea and see how many people you can get that will actually just sign up and, and then start giving them information, like nudging them and reminding them that this product's coming and asking them questions and getting their feedback. So we did that a lot. Like I was saying, we interviewed a lot of people and we did that kind of person to person, but we didn't have that digital presence doing it as well. Um, so now we have like, we put a lot of focus on our money talks blog. So we're getting people now who come in to learn financial literacy on our website. And of course, like, I mean, we don't sell Cuber so much on there because we really want to just help people to learn. Mm -hmm. But of course there are pieces that say like, you know, you can help build your emergency fund within this Cuber app and here it is. So it's just another way to get, to get users that I think instead of doing it later, we should have done it earlier. Okay. Gotcha. Um, What else? I'm actually learning a lot now. I'm reading a book, um, about Netflix and their culture. Is it good? I, I, I saw the, I saw it in the bookstore. I didn't pick it up yet. It is good. I like it. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I want to take some of it and, and bring it into Cuber. Um, 
but I think like, I think just building that culture, it's, it's very hard. And I think a lot of founders would probably feel the same. It's very hard. Like this is my baby and this is definitely Banky's baby, right? Like we've put so much into this and we kind of like hope everyone will think it's their baby. But of course, like as your team grows, um, you, you just have to make sure you have like the passion, um, and, and how do you, how do you make them feel like excited about it as you are and, and, but not have the same kind of expectations, like don't expect your people to be up at 2am, like think dreaming about this, right. That's our job. Um, as long as we can make sure that they're happy in what they're doing and they're learning, um, and they feel that they're contributing. I think that's, that's like the, the big key part that we've learned anyway, over time is that like, I don't know, just, just help them meet their, whatever their goals are, right. Whatever it is that they want to learn or whatever it is that they want to get out of us, make sure that we're doing that for them. And then we'll get something out of them as well. That really benefits the company. As a, what, well, what does your team composition look like today? How much has that grown over the years? Um, we've kind of grown and then we, we went like cut back a little bit, especially like during COVID. And now we're actually looking again for another tech resource. Um, but we're, we have five other full-time people. And then the other founder right now is not uh, full-time, but I mean, well, <laughs> puts a lot of time in, um, but yeah. So there's, and, and how was that like lessons learned? And you kind of mentioned it, like one is, you know, that you're the, the founder is going to be the one that's most passionate about the project and being realistic that, you know, it's, it's you to lead, um, any other, I guess, team leadership insights you've gotten, um, by, by, yeah, having a team and, and working for you. Um, I think, I think it's really like just giving them the flexibility. We, we have like, we're not, clock watchers like I would never be that person that's kind of like you have to be here eight to four in fact like I completely hate that that idea because you know I might need you at 7 p.m at night so if you want to go walk your dog at three in the afternoon like go walk your dog or go see your friends or whatever it is that you need to do like as long as you're getting work done I think that's a big piece Um, and another thing that we don't do and, and I just learned that from the Netflix book too is that we don't track vacation either. So, you know, I just think like, take your vacation, make sure it's not affecting the the project that you're working on, make sure that you're covered and then go and take time. I think time's important to, to kind of refresh. You come back, you have good ideas, your brain has kind of reset. So I think, I think that's important. And I think it's important for us to remember for our employees too. Mm-hmm. And just like, listening to their contributions and how they, how they would use Cuber or how their friends would use Cuber or what they would put into Cuber, I think is very important. Okay. Yeah. You, you, so you mentioned this book, any other books or, or podcasts you, you listen to or, or books you read that um, have helped you or you found very insightful that you think others should, should check out? Uh, well, I just binge listened to your I thought that was great. It was like, yeah, I I can totally relate with all these people. I would love to be like sitting with them in a somewhere and just talking, you know? Well, you you say that we, we plan on on doing it. A a FinTech founders uh, meetup. Uh, We have so many people in the community. I think it could be, it could be pretty beneficial. That's great. 
Um, as far as books, like I was mentioning, I read a lot of books on behavioral economics. Um, Nudge was one that was really good. Um, but I think I've read like a lot, like a number of books on behavioral economics. Cause I was so curious, like what makes people do this? What made me do this? Like, why did I do this? I don't understand. So it was interesting to get into people's mind. Like the whole psychology side of things is so very interesting. Um, and then as far as podcasts, um, I've been listening to like women in business. I, I find it interesting like just learning how people balance i'm going through this whole like process now i've got two kids um so trying to balance work and family um it, i can tell you it's not easy um but i think we all kind of push through and get it through um get through it and it's interesting to hear just to know that like yeah other people have had these problems too and they've worked it out and everything's okay in the end and their kids survive too so <laughs> yeah but you're 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 a you're a very I don't, I, I, like a ray of sunshine because I don't know for those listening, Jen has a cold, but she still agreed to to come on the the, the show, and you're you're full of energy. So um, no, it, it's it's great that uh, you're you you bring this positivity to what you do, and you seem extremely passionate. So it's 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 very refreshing um, to see. Yeah. Um, to 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 end it off. Um, for, for those who are interested in learning more about Cuber, is, is anybody could download it on the App Store, iOS? Uh, how, how do we follow you? Where, uh, yeah, where, how should we connect? Yes, so we are in the App Store. It's Q-U-B-E-R. We would love to, for everybody to download Cuber and try it out. And uh, it's 2% incentives, which is, you know, better than savings accounts that are out there now. So um, any challenge you do, you get 2%. Um, cuber.ca we're on the web um, you have time actually if you start saving with cuber too you have time to be in our $5,000 draw that's happening in January so you could be a lucky winner you still have time um, and we are uh, quite active on Facebook um, that's probably our most active social media platform so cuberit Q-U-B-E-R-I-T. Cuberit was like our verb for, you know, save for it. Cuberit. <laughs> That's where it came from. <laughs> and we're also on LinkedIn and, and uh, Twitter and Instagram too. Awesome. Well, um, so it's that's Uber with a Q before it, and like the, the Hindu god of Cubera. So, Jen, um, thank you so much for, for, for coming on the show. Um, congrats again on, on everything you've accomplished. It's awesome to, to follow uh, what you and, and Venki are up to. And uh, yeah, I invite everybody to, to follow along their, their adventures for, for 2021. Uh, it's, I think it's going to be a, a big year for you. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited and we're so glad to be part of this the FinTech Cadence Network. And it's been awesome already. Well, it's awesome to have you. All right. Thanks everyone for listening and uh, see you soon.